0: Sundays and Sundays at 1500 and 2000. Stand up! Stand up! Stand up!
1: Stand up! Friends, we can all listen to the sunny side of sports. Great show, bro.
2: This is sunny side of sports. Right here on the Voice of America. Voice of America. Sporty greetings to all our Voice of America listeners. This is VOA's Sonny Young in Washington. Welcome to the February 10th edition of the Sunny Side of Sports. Africa's top-ranked women's wheelchair tennis player, KG Majane says she's going to do her best to win one of the world's most famous tournaments this year, Wimbledon. In this sunny side of sports feature profile, Darren Taylor tells us how KG lost the 2021 Wimbledon final to a wheelchair tennis legend from the Netherlands.
1: Game seven.
2: Didier
3: de Groot's dominance in the sport of women's wheelchair tennis is undisputable. The Dutch woman has been world number one in both singles and doubles for years. De Groot is a 33-time major champion, winning 17 titles in singles and 16 in doubles. Hotazzo KG Monchane's path has been very different. The current world number 8 has made 5 Grand Slam finals since she began her career at the age of 19 and lost them all. Still, she's immensely proud of her achievements.
1: I joined wheelchair tennis in 2005 while I was doing my trick at school, you know. I was forced into the sport, actually. I I enjoyed playing wheelchair basketball and table tennis, but I was just forced into the sport because it was the new sport on the blocks. Every school wanted to have representatives, so at my school, they just, you know, because you do everything, just go, go, go. First time I picked up the racket, I don't know, I fell in love with the sport. Monjane was born with congenital disease. When I was still in the in the home, the embryo got damaged and attached itself to some of the body parts, so it hindered development in some of the body parts. Like my leg wasn't well developed, some of my fingers not well developed, my right leg not, like it doesn't look like a normal leg.
3: Monjane, however, considers herself lucky, as her parents always believed in her and enrolled her in a special needs school from the age of six. There. Teachers and therapists helped her believe she could go far in life and that she wasn't really disabled at all.
1: That made me better as a person and it made me settle very well in that environment. And now I'm in mean, the school I went to, that's where I really, you know, settled very well and I was introduced to these different sporting codes, and that's why I'm here with you today. <laughs>
3: In 2018, Monchane became the first black African woman to qualify for all four Grand Slams and to play at Wimbledon. But sponsorship funds were so tight that she had to leave her coach behind in South Africa. There wasn't enough money for two air tickets to London.
1: Going into Wimbledon, I thought it was going to be my last tournament, so I had to go in to make the most out of it. I went into Wimbledon thinking... I just want to have a good experience because I never played on grass before. I didn't even have good preparations on grass. I only played the day before. I didn't go there with the intentions of winning first round because I never played on grass. So.
3: Amazingly, having only had a few hours of practice on grass and without a coach, Monjane reached the semi-final. Although she lost, she says the 2018 Wimbledon journey saved her from retiring early.
1: It opened up just for me as as an individual athlete. After the whole Wimbledon story, when people hear my story, I had a couple of people who were interested in helping me out to get to the U.S. Open.
3: That was last year, when she lost the U.S. Open quarterfinal to her friend and doubles partner, Yui Kamiji of Japan. It was another setback, Monjane acknowledges, but this year she's ready to fight again. She says every time she pushes herself onto a court, she's convinced she's going to win. As she puts it, if I don't believe in myself, who will? I believe I will soon be a Grand Slam champion. For the Sunny Side of Sports, I'm Darren Taylor in Johannesburg.
2: Thanks, Darren. And let's give a Sunny Side of Sports salute to KG Montjaneh. In her quest to become a grand slam champion.
4: Hi, I'm Francis Tiafo. You're listening to Sunny Side of Sports. On Voice of America.
2: The 57th Super Bowl of American style football will be played Sunday, February 12th near the western U.S. city of Phoenix, Arizona. The Kansas City Chiefs two-time Super Bowl champions will play the Philadelphia Eagles, who won their only Super Bowl title in 2018. This will be the first Super Bowl to feature two black starting quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts of the eagles and patrick mahomes of the chiefs we'll hear from both super bowl quarterbacks now first up patrick mahomes
1: to be on the world stage um and uh have two black quarterbacks uh start in the super bowl i think it's special and i've learned more and more about the, the history of the black quarterback since i've been in this league and uh uh the guys that came before me and, and jalen set the stage for this and now i'm just glad that we can kind of set the stage for guys that are uh kids that are coming up now
2: Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs have advanced to their third Super Bowl in the last four years. And Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts knows the Chiefs are a quality opponent. They had a really good team
4: last year. Um, They have a really good team this year. You know, I think in terms of us, we just have to go out there and do kind of what we've um, done all year just go out there and try and execute at a high level.
2: Jalen Hurts also paid tribute to 45-year-old Tom Brady the seven-time Super Bowl champion quarterback who recently retired from the National Football League. The
4: oldest guy just left the game of uh, you know uh, a lot of respect to him. Uh, you know I take time to, to show my respect for him. I probably won't ever be able to get him get him again because he ain't playing no more but a lot of respect to him and what he's done for the game and what he's done for the position.
2: The 57th Super Bowl has also informally been referred to as the Andy Reid Bowl. Why? Well, Chiefs head coach Andy Reid previously served as the head coach of the Eagles from 1999 to 2012. Andy Reid became the fifth head coach to face his former team in the Super Bowl.
5: The older guys, I've got enough of them here that have been through it. Um, They understand, and um, I'm banking on them uh, sharing their experience with with the young guys.
2: Chiefs head coach Andy Reid talks about experience one of his players defensive end carlos dunlap says he's well aware of coaches experience in philadelphia
6: being one of the winningest coaches there and here i feel like you know there's a lot of emotions in this game but at the end of the day it's the same game you've been playing since you were a kid so you gotta take it all in and execute
2: Also hoping to execute some good plays on Super Bowl Sunday is Eagles running back Miles Sanders. Miles played his college football at Penn State in Pennsylvania, and Miles says he would like nothing better than to give the city of Philadelphia its second Super Bowl trophy. I love the Philadelphia fans and... I love how passionate
4: they are and I love how they support us and, and travel and, and make us feel, you know, like that team all the way around, no matter what our record is. You know, they, they're going they're gonna right, uh root for us. So but uh yeah, that's all I really want to do is just bring us this the city, this special city a, a championship and you know, and just live in that moment.
2: One of Philadelphia's defensive players is cornerback Darius Slay, sizing up the Chiefs. He says, "With quarterback Patrick Mahomes and other players, the Chiefs have a lot of weapons." We just got to contain them, I mean, you know. Uh, they got an amazing quarterback,
7: great, great receiver core, tight end core. Um, we just got to play discipline ball, man. Uh, these guys are very talented, man. They've been here before. It's their third appearance here, so they're not you new to this. They are uh, so.
2: Uh, It'll be a great challenge, man, for us in the back end as well. Super Bowl Fifty Seven has also been referred to as the Kelsey Bowl. This will mark the first Super Bowl to feature brothers playing against each other. Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey and Eagles center Jason Kelsey. Travis says the Chiefs recognize the problems posed by the Eagles defensive line.
6: That's uh, arguably the strength of their team is, is the, that front right there. And obviously their are two corners. But um, when uh, when they can control the line of scrimmage and uh, make it tough on an on a offense and put them in passing situations, um, you can get in trouble.
2: Travis Kelsey's tight end counterpart on the Eagles is Dallas Goddard. Dallas praises Travis Kelsey and says he's looking forward to the Super Bowl Sunday tight end showdown.
6: At this time of the year, you're playing good, good people at every position, but... Uh, Going up against the best tight end in the NFL, uh, it's an honor. It's it's really cool, and, you know, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, hopefully a tight end show the entire day.
2: That's Philadelphia Eagles tight end Dallas Goddard. The Eagles will play the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday in Super Bowl 57 near the western U.S. city of Phoenix, Arizona. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington. And you're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. VOA Africa is your trusted source for
4: news, sports, entertainment and music. Stay engaged with VOA Africa. We love to hear your voice. You can call us 24-7 on WhatsApp and leave a message. Leave comments, requests, or greetings. We may play your message on VOA Africa. Dial the international code PLUS1, then 202-258-3076. VOA Africa is always happy to hear your voice. The number again is the international code PLUS1. Then two zero two two five eight three zero seven six
2: You can follow the sunny side of sports on Facebook, Twitter and at voaafrica.com My Facebook address is facebook.com forward slash voasunny My Twitter handle is at sports And if you go to voaafrica.com You can listen online to the Sunny Side of Sports and other VOA programs. Check out VOAAfrica.com. Let's give a Sunny Side of Sports birthday salute to Olympic swimming great Mark Spitz of the USA. Mark is celebrating his 73rd birthday on this Friday. At the 1972 Summer Olympics in Munich, Spitz won seven gold medals each in world record time. That achievement lasted for 36 years until it was surpassed by fellow American michael phelps who won eight gold swimming medals at the 2008 olympics in beijing mark spitz won a total of nine olympic gold medals during his great swimming career happy 73rd birthday mark spitz pro basketball Four NBA games Thursday night. The league's hottest team, the Milwaukee Bucks, scored a road victory over the Los Angeles Lakers. As we hear now from the AP's Mark Myers in Los Angeles.
3: The Bucks extended their winning streak to nine in a row by beating the Lakers 115-106. to Giannis Antetokounmpo led the way with 38 points and ten boards
2: all that matters right now throughout this regular season games keep building good habits keep competing keep getting together as a team keep building good chemistry and uh, hopefully we can put ourselves in a position to uh, win a championship
3: chris middleton added 22 points dennis Schroeder was high man for the lakers with 25 lebron james set out the game with a sore left foot
2: mark myers los angeles Thanks, Mark. February is Black History Month here in the USA, and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention LeBron James making some big NBA history on Tuesday night. LeBron passed former Lakers star Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to become the league's all-time leading scorer LeBron, taking a look at my stat sheet, now has 38,390 career points, three points more than Kareem. In other NBA action Thursday night, the Brooklyn Nets and the Orlando Magic posted victories. The AP's Dave Ferry
5: reports. The Nets won their first game since dealing Kevin Durant, defeating the Bulls 116-105. Spencer Dinwiddie scored 25 points in his first game since returning to Brooklyn. He was reacquired in the Kyrie Irving trade and provided 18 points in the second half.
7: You know, there's two stops I really enjoyed my NBA career, and this is one of them. So, you know, if I was going to go back to a place... I It would would definitely be here.
5: Dinwiddie sparked a 26 run in the fourth quarter. Joe Harris finished with 18 points, and Utah Watanabe chipped in 14 in 22 minutes off the bench. Zach Levine led all scorers with 38 points, but DeMar DeRozan had just 14 in Chicago's second straight loss. Orlando's bench led a 115-104 win over the Nuggets. The Magic subs outscored the Nuggets back-ups 56-10, with Cole Anthony and Bol Bol each scoring 17 points off the bench.
7: I think most importantly, we just come in and try to get stops and bring energy, and that's just why we've been excelling so good.
5: Wendell Carter Jr. had a team-high 19 points to lead seven Magic scorers in double figures. Aaron Gordon and Nikola Jokic combined to score all 29 of Denver's third-quarter points. Gordon had a season-high 37 points and 14 rebounds, while Jokic added 29 points, 11 boards, and 6 assists. I'm Dave Ferry.
2: Thanks, Dave. We heard from Bo Bo in Dave's report He's the son of the late South Sudanese professional basketball player, Manute Bull. And in one other NBA result on Thursday night, the Atlanta Hawks beat the Phoenix Suns 116 to 107. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington, and you're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice. Of America.
1: This is the voice of America. Washington Babozit DC.
2: Samson O'Malley joins us now with another spicy package of African sports news. Sporty Friday greeting, Samson. Sporty Friday, greetings to you too, Sonny. We begin the wrap of Africa's
4: sports highlights for this weekend with the CAF Champions League. The group stage of Africa Elite Club competition, the CAF Champions League kicks off this weekend. Defending champions, wedded Athletic Club and last season's losing finalist, Al-Hakli, will not be involved in these weekend's fixtures as they have just concluded their participation at the FIFA Club World Cup, which is on in Morocco. But elsewhere in South Africa, Memelody Sundowns, who finished unbitten, and the group faced last season will start off the new season against familiar foes al-hilal mamelodi sundown's coach rolani mukwena and goalkeeper romwen williams both said they intend to improve on their previous season performance in the Caf champions league
1: champions league very important competition for the football club important for mamelodi sundowns with regards to the objectives set and uh, we have to do better than we've done in the last three seasons. And that is what we, we aim to do this season, is to do better. And we have to do our best to try to, to win every single match from now on in. I mean, we know how massive and huge uh, the competition is. Uh, each and every player's dream
0: is to be part of you know, the Champions League. So we're looking forward to, to the game. We're looking forward to doing even better, like the coach said. So. Yeah, the
1: guy's excited done our analysis and we're looking forward to the
4: game. But arguably, the biggest match of the opening weekend will be in Cairo where five-time champions Zamalek will take on Algeria's CR Belouizdad in what is expected to be a fierce North African derby. Across the border in Morocco, Raja Club Athletic will take on debutant Vipers SE from Uganda. Vipers are making their first ever appearance on the group stage and on the new Brazilian coach Roberto Bianchi. Speaking through an interpreter, Vipers coach Bianchi speaks about how prepared his players are against Raja Casablanca. I think the opposite, my players are okay. It's an award for us this match. It's a very important phase
3: of E todos sabemos disso.
4: All know about that. E tenho certeza que meus jogadores querem ser o melhor possível. E vamos conseguir levar algo positivo para o Uganda and we are going to bring something positive to Uganda. In Guinea, Huroya FC will host Simba SC of Tanzania. Real Madrid reached the Club World Cup final after goals from Vinicius Junior, Federico Velvade, Rodrigo and Sergio Arribas. secured the Spanish side a 4-1 win over Egypt's Al-Hakli in Morocco on Wednesday. Prior to their loss against the tournament's favourite, Al-Hakli claimed two impressive victories beating New Zealand's Auckland City 3-0 in the tournament first round on February 1st and then followed it up with another victory against American club Seattle Saunders whom they beat 1-0 on February the 4th. Real will now face Saudi Arabia's Al-Hilal in the final in Rabat on Saturday after they shocked South American champions Flamingo 3-2 in the first semi-final. Staying with football news, Morocco are currently favorites to get the nod for the hosting rights to the 2025 AFK Cup of Nations tournament. A number of countries have made beats to host the 35th edition of the tournament but the North African country are ahead of the park with world class facilities in place. Omar Kiari, the advisor to the Moroccan Football Federation, highlighted key pillars that is driving the bid by the North African country to host Africa and the world.
6: Today in Morocco, what is important is that we have more than six stadiums We have the homologation of CAF and FIFA, both of them. So it gives the opportunity to Morocco to propose to some football associations in Africa who don't have stadiums that CAF allows, uh, allows them to play, to come to Morocco, to enjoy our football infrastructures. You were with us when we visited the Mohamed VI Complex. So it's a last generation infrastructure. Uh, I remember Mr. Gianni Fantino, President of the FIFA, when he came, he was uh, amazed by the quality of our infrastructure. And uh, I think this is, there is something important. We think that in Africa, the success will not be individual, it will be collective.
4: Ghana is set to host the 2023 Zone 3 edition of the International Handball Federation for under-17 and under-19 girls in Accra. Ahead of hosting the event, the Handball Association of Ghana has inaugurated a local organizing committee. Neil Lante-Bannerman is the president of the Ghana Handball Association.
1: I'm particularly excited because uh, I know that Ghana for a very long time has been yearning to host this particular tournament. It's a developmental up program. That's why it's for the under-17s and under-19s. And, and this time around, it's going to be an all-female tournament. And I know the, the inherent nature of Ghanai we are all stable and we can deliver. I know, that very, I know very much so that this particular program is going to open other doors for us to get other tournaments to host. It's not going to be juvenile programs, but to we'll have an African tournament to host it depends on how we handle it.
4: In basketball news, four championship teams from across the globe will square off this weekend in the Canary Islands for the 2023 FIBA Intercontinental Cup. Tunisian US Monastir will face Lenovo Tenerife of Spain on Friday in the 2023 FIBA Intercontinental Cup semifinals. Pantelis Gavrel is the head coach of the Tunisian
6: side US Monastir. We try to be in both ends of the floor as focused as possible, as smart as possible and play as as, as tough as we can. In our uh, daily conversation with the guys from the board that they are excited to be here as well and representing Africa, representing uh, Tunisia especially, um, there is excitement, you know, to be here. Sometimes we take things for granted, for for, for us it's not, and uh, we are proud to be here. The guys... From the board, the players, everybody, we are proud to be here and excited, and uh, we are looking forward to play a team uh, against, first of all, a team like Tenerife, that uh, all the coaches that they want to improve, they're supposed to watch Tenerife. Um, Even uh, I'm proud for my captain, what he does in his career, but uh, also Marcelinho Uh, being here, I want to say that uh, when I was coaching in Greece and showing film to my players, I saw him once in Peristeri, live in a game in Champions League, sprinting from one uh, court to another to sub, like an 18-year-old. And I, I got the chills and I showed. So it's an honor to play against this guy as well and coach with Doreta. And we are happy to be here uh, watching also basketball from two different uh, cultures and different uh, continents. And now to cycling. Uganda's Charles Kagimu won gold medal in the
4: elite category at the 2023 Africa Continental Championships held in Accra City, Ghana on Thursday using a special bike from Team I Know's. Kagimu scooped the gold medal ahead of Rwanda's Moise Mugisha and Eritrean Hanok Mulbahan, who finished second and third respectively in the total distance of 36 kilometers on the road. This was the first major win for the 24-year-old Ugandan who came sixth in 2021 and 27th in the 2022 Tour de Rwanda. In badminton news, the second match day of the 2023 Uganda National Badminton League will be held in early March. This follows a communique from the Ugandan. Bad Meeting Association due to upcoming international events. Some of the events include the All-Africa Championships, which will be held in South Africa between the 13th to the 19th of February, 2023, which will be followed by the Uganda International Badminton Meeting Tournament and the Junior Championship.
2: Thanks, Samson. That's Samson Omale. Super Bowl Sunday might be the only connection to American football for many sports fans outside the United States. So the National Football League is looking to expand its impact across Europe. VOA's Gwen Uten tells us more.
0: The league has announced more games are in the works to take place in Germany. And just days before the official kickoff of Super Bowl 57, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell said... Football is well on its way to becoming a global sport. You know,
7: I think from our experience that we had last year, um, we're confident we're going to see that experience again with at least one game in Frankfurt. Um, we're, we're confident that we're going to continue to be there well beyond any agreement we stated even a year ago. Uh, I think you'll see more games and less uh, than what we committed to because it is, it, it, it's, it's moving the ball for us. It, it's actually showing the incredible support we have over there and so our our teams loved it uh our league loved it our fans loved it on a global basis so you'll see more football in germany
0: Last November, the NFL played its first regular season game in Germany with quarterback Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers facing the Seattle Seahawks. That game took place inside the home stadium of Bundesliga powerhouse Bayern Munich and sold more than 800,000 tickets. And Roger Goodell said the buildup surrounding the game was so great, the league could have sold thousands more.
7: Every time we play a game, whether it's in the UK or Germany, it's just extraordinary to see the reaction of the fans. When we went to Germany, I don't think any of us would have anticipated the kind of reaction we got there. Um, For our first game there, and having been somebody who was involved with American football in Germany through the NFL since 1989, to me it was was really rewarding to see how our fan base has expanded. And we want to make... NFL, football, a global sport. Uh, And I think we'll continue on this path. We broke every record around our international games this year, whether it was viewership or attendance. Um, The excitement is just uh, extraordinary.
0: November's Groundbreaker in Germany was the first of four games scheduled to take place in the country through 2025. It was also one of five games played outside the United States last year, including one in Mexico and three in London. American football is already a regular fixture in the United Kingdom, and the NFL will continue to beef up its global presence with an international series next season in London, and germany and the nfl has hinted there'll be more to come and that is all from me sonny back over to you
2: thanks gwen that's my voa colleague gwen uten And that wraps up the February 10th edition of the show. Have a super weekend, everyone. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington, and that's the sunny side of sports.
1: I get it.